You are listening to Mountain Bike Radio. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Just Riding Along. Brought to you by Progol Bikes. Four Roses Single Barrel Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. And Fireball. And Pro Gold again. And so, Fireball again. So why is that whiskey out? Is that something you randomly found, or is that new? Um, no, I've actually, well, I, I found it, um, well, it was this year, technically, back in February, or, yeah, it was February, at um, Cyclocross Worlds. After my race, I wanted to get a little shwasted, so we stopped at this liquor store near the race venue, and I just picked out um, kind of an expensive, oh, it's not that, $36 for a bottle. Um, Shit, you fancy. Yeah, it's, it's kind of fancy. I mean, it's good. It's, it's bourbon that you, you mix it with, with a glass and maybe some ice. I have mine mixed with ice tonight because I don't want to drink it as quickly. <laughs> so um, You should mix it with Coke Zero. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying you shouldn't have whiskey and Coke. I'm saying you don't have this whiskey and Coke. No, I, this is really, I understand that, that portion of it, and I was definitely that way. Until I had like some really nice Pritchards. Yeah, Pritchards a, is good. With the genuine Coke, and it's like, okay, this took Jack and Coke to the next level. Like when you use yeah, 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 yeah. real sugar Coke with like really real good. whiskey. Like, I think we've done that with maybe Jack Daniels or some wild other. Wild Turkey and real Coke. Yeah. Yeah, like that. And Wild Turkey 101 and Dr. Pepper. That's amazing. really good, yeah. It's, it's insane. Wild Turkey 101, or Maker's Mark and Sprite is good. I have not had that. I have. You're a Tokus showing. Well, but yeah, I mean, I think, and really, if you like drinks with, um, Does Joka not have dark colas yet? <laughs> it you, hasn't made it up there. There's a ban on all dark products. Joka. <laughs> <laughs> if you, um, hold on. If you're not from the South, Joka is a small town about 45 minutes north of Memphis. And the joke is it's still very racial up there in the seventies. It was extremely racially segregated. Um, and it is still, unfortunately, living under that oppressive thought and feeling. So Yeah, that's like Mountain View. I found out that, and here's an interesting history fact, if you're looking for um, longstanding racism, because that's what this show is about, is how terrible racism is. Um, in Mountain View, Arkansas, up until the year of 1983, there was a law in the books that if you were an African-American person, you could not be in the town after sunset. And there is a place called Nanky Poo in Tennessee, and there's a sign in Nanky Poo that my father has seen during his life that said, don't let the sun set on your black ass here. Ooh. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah the, we live in the South, and we're not very bright as a, as a collective group, unfortunately. I tell you what. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like black people a lot. I like everybody. Most people, anyway. <laughs> Man, um, you don't like anyone. What are you saying? I'm. I'm not like. I'm tolerant of most people. I don't like orange people. It's not that I'm. Oh rich. yeah, yeah. Orange people like people with spray tan or like yeah. a really fake tan. Yeah. I don't, I don't like them at all. It's like okay, I've tanned four times this week. It's closed today, so I'm going to supplement with spray tan. No, you go, that's when you have a membership at another tanning salon because they'll only let you do 30 minutes a day at <laughs> yeah, one. And people do this. So, yeah, so you go, you have memberships at two different tanning salons so that you can do another 30 minutes in another one. <laughs> yeah, I don't like those people. That color person is not cool with me. 
Um, yeah. Anyway. I tell you what. Yeah, so so as I was saying, I was introduced to Four Roses Single Barrel Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey when I was at Worlds earlier, a long time ago this year, um, which I'm not going back to because now it's back on the other side of the world. Uh, tonight, we have... No one really submitted anything for how do I make my bike lighter, but we did have a guy that said, here's a... Uh, he just wants to say keep up the good work. His name is, shit, what's his name? Um, well, he's in New Zealand, so he's probably not listening right now. But that's good. Stupid. What? What's stupid? Matt just looked at his phone and said that's stupid. Well, on another ADD note, I just checked out Ben Wellnack's new uh, profile picture. New beard ice picture, and it's. I think it's some of that good. is. I think some of that is snot ice on his beard. Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah. That's pretty epic. That's some epic beard ice you got there, Ben. Which is a trademark of Specialized, so be careful. We are not going to mention the company that shall not be named tonight, Kenny. <laughs> so what please. if I wanted to say something positive about it? Um, I think we just should, we shouldn't mention them at all. I think we should dedicate a special show tomorrow to nothing but Specialized. And the Kenny, it's the company that should not be named. I really like the ground control tire. Okay. I really which, like which one. Um, <laughs> the ground control tube lift. Not the S-Works, the regular ground control. Non-S-Works ground control tube lift. Got it. It's not that hard. <laughs> there are so many. Okay, what about Max's? There are so many that I Max's has a You have to hit like now. the scroll button Look, on the Kenny, internet. Max's okay, so has, today, hold on, no, no, no. Yeah. Max's has like, Max's, you have an icon. You have a 29-inch icon, 2.35, EXO, Fast Track, Super Max. They don't have Fast Track. No, they have Super. I was I'm about. Fucking, I will go get my fucking tire and show you. That thing says Super Max. So I agree. Fast compound shit I agree. Maxis is just as guilty Maxis of that. Maxis has gotten bad about it since they introduced the two. So quit hating on the big right now. Hate, hate, hate. And, and Maxis is their, their my sponsor and I love their tires but since they have introduced tubeless tires to the lineup um, You need an encyclopedia? You what need they do. to. You really gotta So they introduced one tire and people like it. So they don't yeah. want to get rid of it. Yeah, like so the, then they the come out with a new mark. one and they just keep adding on to it. Right. And so like the yeah. cross mark has been one since I started using their tires that that has well and the Ardent also. Um, so the cross mark used to you could just get a cross mark. It was a 60 TPI cross mark. And right after I started using that, they released a 120 TPI cross mark with EXO protection. EXO is their whatever sidewall protection. But being a, I guess, nicer casing. Good sponsor rider. They're whatever protection shit. Everyone's got their own version of sidewall protection. So Schwalbe, it's snakeskin. Who um, will I can't. By the way, if you're a tire company, I've got a really good name for you. You need to call it Double Bag. Double Bag. <laughs> and, if you, and if you use that, and if you use that, that term, is trademarked. That's and trademarked. Kenny will sue you. I will sue you. I don't care if I you don't. are a war veteran. I will sue you. Oh. Oh, Kenny. This is not funny. <laughs> Stay <laughs> away from that. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's too funny. Um, so yeah, like everyone's got their sidewall protection. They all call it like some thing, and with Maxis, it is EXO. So any 
not EXC. They also have that as a compound, but this is the EXO sidewall protection, um, which does, you know, make for a beefier tire. So now the, the cross mark, you know, it started out as just the plain old cross mark, and now it is, you know, you can get a 120 TPI compound cross mark, which is a little bit of more supple casing, but it's still got some sidewall protection. You can get a UST cross mark. You can get a tubeless EXO cross mark. I mean, you can get, and it's the same thing with the Arden. Um, you know, the Arden comes in two different sizes, and then they make different versions of each size in kind of this, a similar fashion. Um, but anyway, we, I digress. So we had a guy from New Zealand. Um, I don't know if it actually has his name in here. Um, we're gonna, let's just call him Guy. Uh, Guy. He's from uh, New Zealand, isn't uh, That's You guys don't know. I, I thought Jason Ellis was from New Zealand. Is that one of our states? Is that near Hawaii? No, it's near Australia. Oh, okay. <laughs> Kenny fails at geography. Shouldn't, shouldn't we make a mistake? I don't know. It's a, it looks like a really pretty place. Um, anyway, he's been riding for about nine months now, and he's absolutely loving it. Oh, man, if he's been riding for nine months, he's almost due. <laughs> but he thinks he possibly is on the wrong bike. Oh, you! according to every marketing department in the world, you always are on the wrong bike, bro. Yeah, even the people that make the bike that you are on now, you're on the wrong bike, and you need the newest, fanciest version of that bike. With smaller wheels. Yeah, you need the 27.5 version, Enduro. Because Giant has, well, he rides a Giant Trance, and Giant okay. has abandoned 29-inch wheels. So yeah, yeah. in all reality, so yeah. which one is, they have an Anthem. The Anthem is a 26er, is that right? Or well, do they make a 29 I thought they were well. making 29 through, like, their 2013, or are they making 29, 2014? I'm trying to think what the Trance is. It's not coming to mind right now. I'm pretty sure it's a cross-country 29er, because he's asking if he should get 26-inch wheels. So, because so, someone told him that his style is more 26, which is kind of a... Well, then, but think about this. That's what Paul Hearn's old bike was, was a trance. So maybe he... I mean, that's, we're, we're missing a good bit of info here. Does he I have an old trance? I thought Paul Hearn had a Cannondale. No. He had a Cannondale, and then he got that 26-inch trance. Oh, I didn't, I, I didn't know about that one. All right, so sorry, we are looking up. We're looking at giant bikes. We should have we should have done homework, but we didn't so because the, we're not in school and we're adults. <laughs> so uh, the anthem is the full suspension. Yeah, uh, I don't see it. the trance isn't on here because oh, there we go. Trance advanced twenty seven five. Well, maybe they. I know they're going twenty seven five with like yeah. everything. So yeah. maybe they just actually don't know. I'm going to assume that the trance is. All right, we're going to go on this assumption that his trance is a 100-millimeter cross-country 29er. If that's wrong, I'm sorry, but that's what we're going with. It's a 2013, so it could be a 29er. Giant trance. Oh, it, it says right here in the first sentence, it's yeah. a 29er size small. Yeah, reading okay. is really hard. <laughs> reading is super hard. I have a hard time getting through a complete sentence because there's other things going on around that sentence that I want to read as well. So we just kind of ignored that first. Yeah, part. yeah, we we totally did that. Yeah, like okay, that little, so that little says, test you take in school where it says like you should like read the whole thing and then throw it away and all that shit. And other people are like answering the questions and like that's the wrong way to do it. You never did that little like trick test. In no. School? 
It was supposed to be like Penny, a reading comprehension. What kind of school did you go to? It was supposed to? to be a reading comprehension thing that you're supposed to follow instructions. And the instructions are like... The first instruction is read all the instructions, and then like the last instruction is like, wad this up and throw it away. Exactly. Okay. So, anyway, we failed at that. All right. So anyway, he says, I love downhill. He says, but I'm no downhill level rider. Four foot drops are about my limit. Okay. Well, here, I'm going to go ahead and say something else. <laughs> Talk to you right now. When guys talk about drops... You have to at least divide by two to figure out what they're actually doing. Okay. So, like, when I say that, oh, I hit this six-foot drop the other day, it was really a three-foot drop. Okay. So, he's probably doing two-foot drops. They might be truthful in New Zealand. I don't know. But there's, like, a male thing generally that I see. But I don't totally believe him because he's in New Zealand and he's using feet instead of meters. Okay. Well, this, this is what I can tell you. Guys measure drops with the same ruler that they measure themselves with. Yep. So that's, that's the problem. And that's, okay. And so, the sexual partner thing works, too. So if you ask a guy how many women he's had sex with in his life, and he says 10, you divide by 2. Right. And then with women, you multiply by 2. <laughs> okay. So when a woman says, like, oh, yeah, I've, you know, I've only slept with four guys, that's 8. So anyway, just throwing that out there. So well, that's, that's I, how it works. I wasn't number 100. <laughs> <laughs> oh man um, he said I'm trying to think of a way to tell you my skill level but it's a bit hard to put into words I'm confident enough give all but rampage level, sh- level shit at least a look so it sounds like I mean if he's like it sounds like he of, gets a little rowdy yeah he gets stuff. a little bit rowdy um, does he know that those dudes are doing honest to god like five foot drops on their cross country bikes that are like carbon wheeled tubular race bike hardtail. Well you can do that kind of stuff. You can. It doesn't mean that you should if you've only been riding for nine months. I mean there's a little bit Regardless, of Regardless it sounds involved. like he likes to get off of the ground a little bit. Yeah, yeah. In okay, so I'm gonna So he gives me a parts rundown here. Um you guys wanna hear it? Sure. One eighty millimeter ice tech front rotors. Whoa, front rotors? He's got, he that, he's got that sport bike motorcycle style, yeah. double, double rotor. He doesn't front. tell what the back one is, so maybe the rear one is also 180. Uh, a spec purgatory tubeless front. Um, Hus- Hussefelt trevative riser bar. Spank lock-on grips, worn out now, so I need replacing. Race face, ends, oh, narrow wide 32-2. SRAM X9 Type 2. BBB flat pedals. Um, Nobby Nick Rear. He says, I think I want something more playful. I'm trying to find someone to let me have a quick go on their machine so I can make a better decision. What is your opinion on the trance? I think I've landed a bit more on the XC side of things than what my riding is developing into. As much as I'm already sick of that wheel size thing, it has been suggested that 26 is more your style which opens up the what-do-I-get can of worms. I do like the look of the Yeti SB66. Any thoughts? I think what you need to do is, I'm not really in like the, like the spirit of this thing. I think you need to go back and read the whole thing in a New Zealand accent. Uh, I'm not going to do that because I can't do that. Okay, so it really sounds like he knows what he wants, and he seems to be on the right, on the right track. So I can tell you I really like 29 full suspension cross-country bikes. However, 
they really like to stay on the ground for the most part. It's just their nature. They don't they don't do well in the air. They don't do well with like little hip jumps. They don't do well with lips. You know, all that kind of stuff. You know that bike that he the SB sixty six looks more like something that if you were actually doing five or four foot drops, it looks like it might do that a little bit better. No, the SB sixty six is insanely popular and it's it's a good bike. You know, but going off of you know, if if you like your twenty nine and you like how you can just roll over a shit like a freaking monster truck, um Maybe you'd like the 27.5 if you do upgrade bikes. I mean, but it does sound like maybe you want a bike with a little bit more travel. I'm not saying rule out all 29ers either. I mean, you know, there's like RIP 9 and there's some other. What are some long, longer travel? You got the RIP 9. You got the WFO if you want to go. Yeah, huge. the WFO is freaking brilliant. You've got the tall boy long travel. Well, which hold is on, a really no, no, good no. Bike. Slow your roll. Niners in New Zealand. You don't know if you can get them. Tall boys in New Zealand. You don't know if you can get them. I think you can get Niners in New Zealand. Yeah, because the guy who won single speed worlds is from Australia. Or New I would Zealand. be really shocked with this type of riding that's out in New Zealand. I would be really shocked if you couldn't get A Yeti, B Santa Cruz, and C Niner. I mean, I would think those are. But I can tell you that you definitely there. get Trek, and Trek has a bunch of. I looked at them because when I was looking to get a full suspension bike, I was looking at Treks, and Trek has a bunch of bikes that are not race bikes. They don't yeah. really have a race. I mean, they have a superfly, and I wasn't really. What is it called? The remedy. So you have a fuel EX, which is now a hundred and thirty millimeter rear travel twenty nine. It's one thirty rear, one twenty front, which I think is this seems really. Cannondale's neat. got some. Um, well, go ahead and keep going with Trek, and then we'll talk about others. Um, Trek has the fuel. And then they have the Remedy, and the Remedy comes in 27.5. So if you want to look at a 27.5, there's that option. Um, and then there's a Remedy 29. So, I mean, there's lots of – Trek has some big bikes out there. I think that pretty much every major manufacturer makes a long-travel 29 these days. And almost every manufacturer makes a long-travel 26, too. So And 27.5. Well, oh. they're not a major major. It sounds just, it just, sounds a lot like what you were looking for is a bike that is marketed and billed as an enduro bike. Yeah, I think he he he, he said he wants a playful bike, and yeah. like the smaller wheel like sizes are Cruz more playful. Bronson or the Mox, the Pivot Mach Six, the Santa Cruz Bronson, um, any of the longer travels, you know, greater than 100 mils of travel, 29ers, you know, with a little earlier build. Yeah, I, I think that any of those are going to suit you a little better than what you've got. Now yep. You can get a stash. Is that the hardtail? Yeah. That's the hardtail 29. that comes with a 120-millimeter port from Trek. I mean, that's probably a really fun bike. I mean, if you... It sounds like your biking is... Uh, or your bike is not not super baller. Um, I mean, what I would do is I would get a... I would get an okay bike and I would get kind of a... I would get a bike that was on the lighter end of what I was going to do. Um, and then I would get a wheel set that was on the heavier end for that bike. Can you single speed the stash uh, with a tensioner? I mean, does it have uh, any idea if it's got like a thirty bottom bracket? No, Trek uses BB ninety two. So uh, okay, yeah, you're kind of uh, up creek on that when you have to use a tensioner. I was hoping maybe it was like a, a press fit thirty or BB thirty or something. So I knew it was an aluminum frame. I've looked into that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've looked into that. Yeah, if it's freaking weird, you've looked into it. Uh, yeah, I've done some more weird yeah. stuff lately, so whatever. Um, yeah, it sounds like maybe you should... 
before you take that trance off of any more uh, four foot drops or tell anyone that you do it, um, maybe you know throw it up on whatever the New Zealand version of Craigslist is, and uh, or you know like I don't know. Well, no, don't do that because he has cool parts. So the, the thing to do would be buy an okay bike. And move some of his parts over. Cause yeah, yeah, a, you could just buy a frame a frame set. Uh, I don't know what fork you got. Forks are pretty heavy. I mean, forks are pretty expensive. That's not what I meant. I meant by like an okay bike. And oh. if it didn't come with a type 2 rear derailleur, he could move that. If it didn't come with a narrow wide chain ring, he yeah, could Yeah, he could pick parts yeah, yeah. that he likes yeah, off and then of his take, bike now. Yeah, take the bike that you buy. If you don't like a part on it um, better than what you've already got, then swap them for each other. And then sell your trance as complete. So that's not really a weight weenie it's thing that we're really doing. He's just asking for advice on that. Advice question. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if we were supposed to be picking that apart for weight weenie. We can just do whatever we want. We can do whatever we want. Um, I, I would drink say drink whiskey out of the bottle. Cook, 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 cook. <laughs> I would say go with a you what know is this? fireball. You love that stuff. Did you drink it's that? It's good. It's like yeah. cinnamon sugar whiskey. I'm just afraid you might be trapped in like an 18 year old. Uh, sorority girl's body. <laughs> no. no. I'm going to no. go get some Fireball and mix it with Sprite. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's real good. Fireball and Sprite. Yeah. Uh, the difference is when I stand on a table and take my shirt off, nobody gives a shit. <laughs> I don't think they give a shit if I did either. Well, no, I mean, like, they're like, oh, God, Matt's drunk. They're not like, kidding. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I was just kind of looking at his. It looks like he didn't say what crank he has, so I don't know. He doesn't have one. Okay. His chain ring just floats there. <laughs> it's like a tet- zip tied to its foot. It's a big push bike. <laughs> um, you definitely need um, clipless pedals for pedaling efficiency. <laughs> and if you, if you don't get that reference, we're joking. Yeah, we're joking, and you could listen you could to listen to yeah show. listen to last week's week show, and you can hear all about that. Um, I think that's pretty much all. <laughs> he says, all the way from New Zealand. Yes, we have internet here now. Tell the sheep I said hello. That's all I know about New Zealand is it's gorgeous countryside and they have sheep. And sheep dogs. Real smart sheep dogs. Um, send us a sheep dog puppy. That would be cool. <laughs> all the way from New Zealand. Um, there were a couple of things that were from today. And this is just me like picking around the internet and saying what we should talk about tonight. There's a blog that I like called Your Bike Hates You. And it's a, it's has a lot of good stuff about like a, it's, I guess it's just a shop mechanic who's pretty much posting pictures of why your bike would hate you. Um, like all these really terrible clapped out bikes that he sees that are like, so they're like dangerous because they're so clapped out. Um, also, Steve Tilford posted a blog today about race mechanic versus bike shop mechanic. And he was kind of cutting down the bike shop mechanic. I'm not saying that someone who is a good race mechanic is, um, you know, like, it isn't just an awesome specimen. But he kind of cuts down on the bike shop mechanic, like, oh, you know, they don't test ride bikes very well, and they... What well, they, race mechanic also doesn't have to make a piece of shit bike work with like nothing but well, zip and zip ties. A race mechanic gets to work on that bike. Let's just say every day. The race mechanic also has, a, compared with your average shit customer in unlimited budget. Yeah. And the race mechanic doesn't have to explain anything. They all they have to do is take bike in, 
put Blake out. I would love. I'm not saying it's easy to be a race mechanic, but I would love to be a race mechanic because it's a much more controlled environment. You have awesome equipment, and yes, they modify it and do weird stuff to it. I understand that. Because especially and they have when to you're do it on fast, and they have to especially do it when you're on the bleeding edge, you, you know all that stuff. Like all that stuff becomes your baby because like you deal with that stuff for that season, and you know it, and everything's yeah. like in order. And once you get your ducks in a row, like. You, exactly, you exactly, and he kind of he kind of rips on the the shop mechanic saying that uh, it sounds like he he fixed a problem on a guy's bike and the bike had just been into a shop and it, apparently the people at the shop missed some shifting issues um, of some sort like the bike had a cable that was fraying inside the shifter. Um, I can tell you a really good one. I had a customer pressure me into working on his bike one time, and then I was really busy. And he, like, really beat me up about it. And the guy was really overbearing. And uh, I went ahead and did it, like, right there on the fly. I put a new shift cable in. And he brings it back, like, a week later. And he's like, this thing hasn't been working right. Da, da. You didn't put the shift. I missed the cable guide on the bottom of the down tube. It was an internally routed bike. And it comes out right in front of the bottom bracket. And it goes through a normal, like, router on the down tube, like the little plastic piece. And then it goes back to the chain stay and has the normal rear loop. And I missed putting it in there, so it had just been rubbing on the frame. So I, like, pulled the tension out, and it shifted up and down. But, like, out in the real world, it didn't shift how he expected a new cable bike to shift. And it was because he, like, beat me up and wanted me to recable his bike like that on a Saturday at, like, 1 o'clock when everyone had just came back from the shop ride. And... it's like, yeah, I probably wouldn't have had this problem if I'd had a little bit of time with it. But he was like... You know, I don't have time to come back today. I gotta, I gotta coach a basketball game, and I have to ride tomorrow because I'm a pro. But that's a good, that's a good point that you brought up. A lot of bike shops are really, really guilty, and it happens to me too sometimes. Either if it's raining or butt ass cold, or I'm super busy or whatever. You but test you test ride it inside. But shop. you don't get to properly test ride bikes sometimes, and it's amazing what'll happen if you go test ride a bike what stuff will crop up that you didn't see in the stand. So, yes, it's very, very, very important to ride a bike and, like, really see what's going on with it because there's going to be some noise or something funny going on in the real world that you don't see in the stand. So I understand, yeah, I understand it, where it's coming from. It was kind of a, a cheap shot, I thought, at, at bike shop mechanics because bike shop mechanics have to deal with so much crap that race mechanics don't have to deal with. Why shop mechanics in the South have to deal with so much stuff? I mean, you might go to another part of the country and find that, like I was talking to a shop today and the person on the phone was looking at a frame box and they were gonna have to get someone else to help them figure out if the headset came with a frame or not. So. Yeah, bike shop mechanics are like vets. Like they have to deal with all kinds of random ass shit. Yeah, exactly. As opposed to like, you know, a salesperson, a dermatologist who deals with people skin all day well, and that's it. I guess what I meant is the salesperson at the shop wasn't going to be able to open the box and see if the headset bearing came with the frame or if they Oh, so the, the shop mechanic had to stop what he was doing or she and and yeah. be like, "Yeah, see that round thing that looks like a bearing? That's a headset." And the salesperson yes. would have been like, oh, okay. Exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly. So shop mechanics have to 
they have to be like a jack of all trades. They have to be able to fix the stuff that's on the page your bike hates you. Um, but then also deal with the crazy stuff, like the lady that called in, and she says, I hear my coworker Daniel on the phone, and he, I can tell he's getting pretty flustered. And he goes, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Hold on. And he goes, Matt, this lady wants to talk to you. And I was like, <laughs> oh, boy. What the fuck could be wrong now? So this lady was insistent that leg warmer, she wanted to know where the zippers on her leg warmers went. I said, well, they go on the back. She goes, let me talk to somebody that wears these. I said, I've worn leg warmers for a long time. Leg warmer zippers go on the back. Why would they go on the back? I'm like, well, man, if you'll look, the zipper is going to have all these places for air to come through, so it's not going to be as warm. And on the back, it's out of the wind. Also, if you look, you see all that reflective banding on there right by the zipper that was sewn on at the same time? That's probably going to work best in the back so people coming from behind you see you and their headlights shine on you. And she's That's like, like having a dress with a front seat zipper. <laughs> and she was like... That would be really weird. She, she was pissed and couldn't believe that it was possible that she was... She wanted someone to say they go on the front. That's what she was looking for. And when somebody didn't tell her that, she was pissed and she wasted five minutes of his time and then five minutes of my time because she was she was dead set in the belief that leg warmer zipped on the front and she wanted someone to tell her that so she could be right. Yeah. Yeah. Race mechanics don't deal with that. Yeah. You don't deal with that. And ra- race mechanics don't deal with, I'm serious, go to Your Bike Hates You and look at, like, there's a picture of a derailleur, and, like, the lower pulley of this derailleur is, it doesn't have teeth on it anymore. Yeah, it's I see a lot of, of those. I see a surprising number of those. Yeah, there's, like, brake pads that don't have any pad left. There's a hub where the hub shell around, like, the open ball bearing is cracked. Like, the external hub shell is just cracked all the way around. So another thing about most race mechanics are going to just be at a higher knowledge level just in general anyway, just to be in what they're doing. But there are some race mechanics that if you gave them one of these bikes... Well, they wouldn't they know would, what to do. They'd they be do. like, well, it's all messed up. They'd be like, well, I know it is. We, we, need to replace, we need to replace everything on this. And then you're like, no, 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 you got to stay within this person's budget of $50. <laughs> Now make it work. Yeah, exactly. So, you need to use more zip ties. So Mr. Tilford quit ripping on bike shop mechanics because they have to deal with some pretty terrible stuff and make it work. Like a good bike shop mechanic. I mean, they're definitely And crappy. unfortunately, bike shop, a lot of bike shops get a bad name because for whatever reason, they think it's an awesome idea to hire the college stoner, and he's just a worthless sack of shit. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, there are definitely some bad... What is he getting? A worthless sack of shit. Thank you. There are some bad bike shop mechanics out there, but there are some really good ones that could probably run circles around your race mechanic because they deal with some some crap, a lot of crap that race mechanics don't have to. And most race mechanics probably start out in bike shops. So, you know, there's just don't don't rag on the shop mechanic and say that a race mechanic is some holy grail that is so much better than than bike shop mechanics. Um, I would love to work in that environment. Yeah, I mean, it would be fun. That would, that would be like so, I don't want to say it's easy, but it, you can take everything that you've learned from the bike shop right, and apply it right. in a controlled environment with awesome equipment. And that's pretty much, I think and that's then you can, what... And then you can really focus on hitting those little details and being awesome because 
you can. And that's what probably all the race mechanics that he mentioned, that's probably how they started. Yeah. You know, and that's why they're so good. It's not because they've been working on pristine race bikes or really muddy and clapped out race bikes all their life. It's because they started working on the Your Bike Hates You bikes. Um, speaking of bikes, I got a picture today of my custom road bike with the rear end tacked onto it. So is it totally, it's not done yet? It's getting done. They had to, um, it's getting some custom decals on it that may or may not have um, some naughty words on them or a naughty word. And the person that does the, okay, so they use a decal to do the blasting, like the, yeah, you know, it's like a matte frame that is. And then a, they like bead blast it or something. Yeah, to, yeah, to yeah. put the logos on and stuff and whatever else you want on there. And the person they usually get those decals from for the blasting wouldn't print a bad word because of religious reasons. Oh, my God. So it held, it, it held up production <laughs> until um, they're going to get the decals on Wednesday. So are you just going to have, like, penises all over your bike? <laughs> covered in penises. <laughs> Absolutely covered from Tail to head tube. It awesome. has a but you're looking at it and you're it's like, got oh, a penis badge yeah. on the head tube. You're looking at it, you're like, oh, that's a neat design. You look at it closer and it's just a thousand penises. It is. It's like, you know how like Paisley is like that tiny little kind of uh, teardrop design? Yeah. It's like that, but it's penises. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you out there, if you want a sticker that says anything, I will make it for you. Email me and I will, I mean, for the right price, I can make you a sticker a banner, a car wrap, or whatever the hell you want in whatever the hell you want. He could do penis paisley. I could do penis paisley poster size prints for you. So you know the airplanes that drag the ads behind them? How big of a penis can you print? <laughs> I can print I can print a penis bigger than an airplane can drag. That's awesome. That's a giant penis. Um, four, Ten by one hundred, forty by eighty. I mean those are sizes that I've done off the it's top. Like a of my billboard. Head. A billboard. Uh, 1448. Those are feet, by the way. So, yeah. A 48-foot dong. You want one? I'll fucking make it happen. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm envisioning now, like, these fake headlines, like, this, this penis is too large for the plane to drag, but he tries anyway, and then the plane crashes because of the giant penis what a dragging. Yeah. And then, of course, the newspaper article, you know, giant penis brings down plane, and... Wow, this is really weird. This is getting random. <laughs> I'm about to put it on Twitter. Oh my god, I found something on your bike case. You, it was a, it was a. Can you build this bike? And the box is filled with packing peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> we love that. No, like packing peanuts. I know. I saw that. <laughs> so it's like all the parts are just loose inside the peanuts. The only thing I can think. Well, there's no way to get that out without like. Oh, there's so much awful shit on here. I oh know. My God. That's what I was saying. Oh. This is why bike shop mechanics are not the same thing as race mechanics. because, And this is why I'm saying he needs to shut up about shop mechanics because they have to deal with the stuff that's on this website. Because no, it's so funny. Someone you, me, and in. Kenny have all dealt with this kind of stuff in other... Not as, not that exactly specific thing, but we have dealt with that before. Somebody came in, and you might have been working there at the time. I don't remember. He came in with a Manitou fork, like from the mid-'90s. It was a very nice one. It was maybe like an SX tie or something. And he had somehow 
broken the brake arch clean off of both legs. So there was no brake arch, but it was a rim brake Only fork. fork. Okay. And he was asking if it was okay to continue riding it like that. And he was dead serious. Absolutely dead serious. Well, How that's, like the, that's like the, the cracked steer tube from... No, no, uh, the bosses were still on the fork, but the arch had completely broken off, like just just near the... Uh, oh, 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 oh. So now, like, you, if you took the wheel out, you could... You could, like, spin the legs. <laughs> I saw a very respectable dude. He he dremeled enough of his RockShox crown out to run a Krampus tire in a RockShox. That's pretty cool. No, most of the crown was missing. I know, that's awesome. <laughs> no, that's scary. <laughs> that is so And the thing is, the dude's not slow. He's really fast. So he's riding the snot out of this thing. Oh, God. So I just uploaded the picture of my frame, and it looks amazing. The tubes are, like, the front triangle tubing is gigantic. That is going to that is gonna ride like a log ride on gravel. <laughs> <laughs> it's got S-Bin seat stays, though. <laughs> it's okay. I like that in a road bike. I don't... Anything that is the least bit like, yeah, we did this so it's more comfortable, I get like, even if it's a really nice bike, I get a little like, eh, I just don't like that feature about it that much. I don't, I mean, I I occasionally ride a rigid single speed. What do you expect? You haven't had a rigid fork in a long time. Yeah, I did sell the rigid fork when I changed bike colors and bike, well, anyway. But yeah, Cisco is, it's almost, this is almost finished and... Do they you have, are do you actually have an ETA, like a, when you're going to actually get it. They think they're going to ship it on Saturday. Very cool. Yeah. So I'll have it next week. I'll be building it up and putting it together. Um, is this going to be a seat mast? Bike? Yes, it is a seat mast bike. So extra stiff and tape punching. That is crazy. Apparently Ryan just started up so he could listen to the show from the other room. <laughs> uh, Ryan, do you want to call in also? No, don't do that. That would be terrible. Um, oh yeah. Anyway, so they're doing. You know, my road bike's almost finished. They're also going to do my mountain bike for next year. So they're going to make a hardtail for me. Um, it's going to be. It's going to be pretty sweet. It won't be a seat mast, but it's still going to be the oversized, pretty stiff stuff. Are you going to run like a twenty-seven-two seat yeah. post? Yeah, I'm going to do, like, one of the, like, a Sintase High Flex. Are you going to do the whole, like, you're going to run the, uh, like, a real sloping top tube where you run more steep posts and all that good stuff? Bottles, I'm sure not. Yeah, oh, it's got to have okay. two bottles on it. It's going to be based off of the small Air 9 Carbon CYA geometry. Okay. Which is what my single speed is now, um, which is a little bit, a tiny, tiny bit different than the RDO geometry. Is it really? Yeah. What's different about it? Do you know? The wheelbase are, are the wheelbases are different. Do you know which one's which? So like, well, I haven't looked. I, okay, so I didn't compare apples to apples totally. I compared like a Granny Smith apple to like a Honeycrisp apple. Um, <laughs> my Air Nine, my single speed is a small Air Nine CYA, which is the original style Air Nine carbon. Yes. The geared hardtail is the Air Nine RDO, but is a medium. Yes. The um, wheelbase of that medium is 
almost identical. Oh my god. What were you? <laughs> what is that? I was watching a, a BMX video. Oh, okay. Or the intro to a porn, one of the two. That's excusable. Um, so the the medium Air 9 RDO, I think the wheelbase was It like, should be longer, I would think. It was longer, but it was like longer than the medium CYA frame. Oh, okay. Or something. It was, it was like disproportionately longer. Okay. So, um, you know, so that's why I'm basing, I really, really, really like how the small frame handle. So I'm pretty much getting that frame, but with a uh, with another bottle cage. And are you going to make that your geared bike, or are you going to make it a single? Speed? It's going to serve double duty. Um, it's going to. I'm going to do it XX1, and I will make it to where it's very easy to switch out between geared and single speed. Are you going to run sliders? I'm not 100% sure yet. They do PS30 bottom brackets, so I could do that new Niner. Um, how Niner is doing an eccentric PS30 or whatever. There's like a Team Beer PS30 eccentric. Everyone's coming out with one now. But I could do that, or I could do sliders. Um, I haven't made up my mind yet on that. Kind of thinking maybe sliders. So You I should can... do sliders with 12 by 142 I didn't even think about that. Because they, wow. they do have those. Well, if you did, I mean, you could do 12 by 142 if you did press fit 30. Well, of course. Why would you want sliders and 12 by 142? Why not? It's, it's just more stable setup. Actually. Yeah, but you're taking sliders and then you're putting, you're putting a big, huge axle back there and you're asking these four little bolts to hold it in place. Well, how's that any different than holding a regular one in place? It also just, I think it'll just like, you know it, how, it moves a little bit better as a unit. When don't, you have it, nice I, I'm not worried right now about 142. I know it's really simple to change the hub out just like it is with the front hub and different fork standards, but my full suspension is still 135. Um, you know, this, I, I've just, I, my wheels are all 135 and I, I don't want any more adapters around the house. All of Ryan's wheels are still, well, his one mountain bike is still 135. So, I know it's a really easy change to make um, as far as like switching between the standards on a wheel, but um, I haven't had a problem with 135, so I'll probably stick with that for now. Um, you guys can write me hate mail and tell me how I'm wrong if you want to. Do that. We don't ever get any hate mail. Hate, hate, hate. Nobody hates us. We get some hate mail. We don't, the only hate mail we've had was the one guy saying that Matt bitches, bitches too much. And yeah, well, fuck that guy. He doesn't have a radio show. Yeah, and that was pretty much what, what Matt said when, like, the radio cut Man, off. Man, I've dropped the F-bomb, like, four times tonight. <laughs> That's okay. It's the fireball. It is the fireball. Um, it is 8-12. What else do we want to talk about? Um... I was going to talk I wanna about. Add, I want to pick Kenny's brain for a minute. Okay. I want to know the difference. If you could get a Niner RDO high flex post or RDO post or a Sente high flex post, which one would you get? I think they're both really good, actually. So we got Jeff and a Sente post, and it has been trouble free. No creaking, no weirdness, no slipping. Don't they look it's almost got, exactly the same? They thing? do. They look very similar. The Sente is fifty dollars more retail. Hmm. And I actually think, if I'm not mistaken, the Sintase is actually a couple grams heavier than the RDO post, but you might need to correct me on that. I'm going to look right now. Because I think the RDO post, depending on the size, is right around 200 grams. 
And I think the Sintase High Flex is like 210 or 220. 27.2 is 231 grams. There you go. Well, I think the, actually the bigger diameters are lighter, which is, I know that's counterintuitive, but. No. Well, the 30.9 is the lightest at 220, and then 31.6, 220, 34.9. Okay, so, so Jeff has a 30.9, which is, that's where I got that. Yeah, the 27.2 is 231. And that's what I was planning on doing would be. Okay. Um, so either the Sintase High Flex or a Niner Carbon Post in yeah. 27.2 in my incredibly stiff titanium frame. For what it's worth, the Sintase seem to be of very, very, very high quality. Um, but there's nothing wrong with the Niner one at all. I haven't ridden them both back to back personally, so I can't tell you there. I don't know which one's flexier. But both are flexier than a Niner Post? Mm. I mean, a Thompson Post? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thompson Post is... Okay. I'm making radio here, bitches. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. go and make that radio. So... I actually have an offset also. Does the high flex come in? And I think the high flex advertises the fact that it is it is not very flexy side to side. Now that's just what they say. I don't know. I haven't compared it back to back with the Niner. I don't know if the Niner is just like flopping in every direction. I, I don't know. Either way, the Sente seems to be pretty pretty darn nice. I think you're paying a little bit of a premium since it's a German product and all the importing and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I don't see that a Sintase High Flex comes in an offset. Uh, they're all offset. They're all set back, just a small amount. Mm. Uh, I kind of need more than a small amount. A Thompson Post is like barely enough setback back for me. Yeah, me too. Okay, so then you have to get the RDO. No. Oh, well. I mean, the Niner Post is really nice. Um, yeah, because I think it, it set back like maybe a centimeter tops. Yeah, that won't work. I don't remember the exact number, but it is. Yeah, like I, I remember I got the Niner Carbon Post from my single speed, and it's a. Well, I've got one on my geared bike too now, don't I? On the si- on a size know. small frame, it's probably going to need to set back like a lot. Well, the C2 angle between the two isn't a whole lot different. Um, so with the medium and the small, I have the setback. Okay. Um, but the Niner Post, I think, has a tiny bit of setback than the Thompson. So, yeah, Thompson is 16 millimeters. Yeah, uh, like with the Thompson, I pretty much on a mountain bike, and a Thompson, I have to have a saddle shoved all the way back with the sack. So. Wait a minute. So the Niner already post is talking about simple zero setback design, and they I'm like on their website now. It's not giving me the option to select a an offset post. They do have an offset. One it's relatively new. Maybe they just didn't update their website. Not that new. I don't know. I mean, I use mine at Breckenridge. Well, I mean, they announced it like four years ago, but they... Yeah, they announced it a long time ago. But it just oh, I'm sorry. They have two different... Uh, I, I totally screwed that up. They have two pages? They have two pages. They have one for the normal, one for the setback. Okay. I just ordered one. Okay. I cool. didn't. I didn't do that. Ooh. Man, they have some... Sintase makes some really cool stuff. Like, they've got a flat pedal that is... That looks really cool. If I were going to ride flat pedals, this would be the flat Oh, pedal wow. You know what I just, I'm realizing? What? By the way, Radio, you are now listening to three people browsing the internet. It's you are. Very exciting. Um, yeah, Sintase has, they, they do small, medium, and large in their flat pedal also. That's Hold on. pretty cool. Back to Niner Seapost, the 31.6 is the only size they offer the setback in. Really? Yeah. Really? I had no idea. Yep. 
crap, what post am I going to use for my bike? Uh, you can use a synthase. I can just have him build it with a, synth, a seat tube angle I can use a zero offset post on. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I don't get that option on my new, on my bike. My bike's fuck <laughs> <Fox> whiskey. <laughs> oh. I've had like a thousand mountain bikes since the show started. Fuck everybody. A thousand. You've had a lot of mountain bikes. I have. I still haven't found one that I love, so. I'll just keep buying them and figure something out. Yeah. I thought you liked your company that shall not be named. Uh, I do. Okay. I well, do. You love it, so that's. You don't have to lie. Yeah. You can you can oh, admit that you love that. I, I like my Specialized a lot. I got another one. It's coming. I'm stoked. What'd you get? I got another Specialized. <laughs> Are you weren't gonna same, tell anyone. The same one. Well, yeah. Do you bought another? You have two of the same bikes. Well, it's a different color. And one of them's for single speed and the other one's for not single speed. Awesome. <laughs> it's really awesome. Oh, God. So awesome. You don't even understand. Okay. Do you guys want to talk about... I have three different things that we could waste 10 to 12 minutes on. We can do whatever we want. We can leave right now. I don't want to leave right now. I'm having a good time. And my uh, my ice has been melting into my bourbon, so... We, we can talk about how to support yourself for a ride of, like, one no, day. No, I want to talk about crank length. Crank length? Okay, because that was a question on a local... Ooh, I've got really good answers to crank length, because I know everything about it now. Okay. Yeah. Boom! Okay, so, okay, tell me, what size crank should I get on my next mountain bike, Kenny? I'm 5'6", my inseam is, like, 32 or something. Well, there's kind of a... okay. The crank length thing is really interesting because we mentioned a while back that crank length really doesn't matter, but it, it kind of does. Like, there, there's a window that you want to be in, and there's a little bit of leeway, plus or minus there. There's not... There's a little personal preference, There's too. not one magical answer, but the fact of the matter is, if you have longer legs, you're going to need longer cranks. Like, it just, it works that way because you're going to get really, really goofy angles. Like, if you actually get yourself measured up on a bike with all kinds of fancy equipment you can see what's happening with really short cranks versus really long cranks. And long story short is if you got longer legs, you're going to need a longer crank. And so, it may not, the point I wanted to bring up is that it may make a difference to how you feel on the bike. Like, you know, how if you feel like you're getting more leverage or you're spinning more or not spinning more, whatever, uh, it may make a difference to how you feel. But if you take, a hundred people who are recreational cyclists and you put them in a lab and you put them on a bike with different crank lengths um, and you test them the, and you the compare all the results. Yeah, the end power is, there's no it's difference. It's like negligible. I mean, yeah. to, unless you go to an absurd degree. You can't put, yeah, yeah. You like can't you, put 10 millimeter cranks on a bike. Between 110 and 190 millimeter cranks, the average cyclist sees no difference in output. Isn't that what the study is? Something like that. Yeah. It's, it's a hugely broad range that you would ever put on a bike. Yeah, it's pretty much like putting Jeff, who's like six, well, Jeff is 6'2 or something, but his six leg, four. he's got the legs of someone who's he's like 6'10 six, 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 or yeah. something. He's got very long legs. But I think what you're going to find is that if you get a, quote, proper crank length, you're going to be happier over the long yeah, term. Yeah, you, you're just going to be... You, like in a lab, yeah, you can put down the same power as some other yeah, crank Yeah, but length. you may not like how it feels when you're putting that exactly. power down. Exactly. 
So there's a little bit of personal preference there when we're saying, yes, if you're taller, you should have longer cranks. You will probably be more comfortable with longer cranks. So I've got a funny crank-like story. I hopped on somebody's very nice single speed in a parking lot one day, and I did probably two pedal strokes. And I instantly, I was like, something is majorly wrong with this bike. And it had 180-millimeter like, cranks. Like, unbelievably wrong. Like I pedaled twice, and I stopped. I hit the brakes. I stopped. I got off the bike. Because I'm, also, I'm thinking something is sketchy, because most people's bikes that they build up themselves are really sketchy. <laughs> so I'm making sure that I'm, I'm doing, like, a safety check that I'm not going to die. Like, something feels so wrong with this bike, and I couldn't, I didn't know what it was. So to give you background, I ride, I'm 5'10", 5'11", and I ride 175mm cranks on my mountain bike, which is kind of the standard. And I'm very happy with it, probably just because I'm very used to it. Regardless, I figured out what was wrong with this person's bike. First thing I looked at, I looked at the crank arm length, and they were 170s. Oh. And I was, I was hugely surprised that I could tell a difference instantaneously. And it was the first thing I was drawn to. I mean, just instantly, I was like, something is wrong, and I don't know what it is. Oh, and, man. And that's what it was. So, um, just, just as a little side note here, Jim Morgan, who I think is listening right now, um, gave a shout-out to Daniel at Outdoors on Poplar because he, Daniel fixed his brake issues last week before the weather came in. Um, I don't want to read all the way through it because we were talking about something else, but pretty much... Uh, Oh, he got the brakes warrantied, and so he uh, got them installed, and in about five days, he, you know, from the time he brought it in until he rolled out with, like, new brakes on his bike, it was about five days. That's why he uses local bike shops, because he loves them. So, yeah, go ahead. So, the crank length, you can tell, you can tell a difference in how they feel, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're putting out any more or less power. Yeah, exactly. I just, I felt like something was wrong. And it was it was so obvious to me. I mean, I felt like I was pedaling a kid's bike. That was the first that was my first impression. But did you ride it more after that? No, I didn't. Okay, because that's the thing. Like, I've ridden 175 millimeter cranks for 15 years. Yeah, literally. Like, I can remember profile VMX cranks. I bought 175s because I was tall. Right. Like, at the time, like that just made sense. Did people, people get a little bit smaller cranks on BMX for clearance, or no? No. Okay. No, you don't pedal one. Well, I didn't, I didn't know no, because no, if it was you, a smaller bike and ground clearance and all that stuff. No, you're usually just not pedaling at those times. Okay. And about the only weird thing you'd see is, like, your normal cranks only come so short, like, you know, your affordable cranks. So you'd have dudes that were, like, taking normal aluminum cranks for really little and, like, custom making 100-millimeter cranks for them. But that's about the only weird stuff you would see. BMX people. Actually, they would do. Re- I saw some really cool cranks. They were 160s, and it was like they had drilled a hole at one. Like they had brought it down. So as your crank, like from 100, and then there was a 916th or so spacing, and then another hole at like 130 or whatever that would be, and then another hole at like 150. So as your kid grew, you could move their pedal crank. So, but you got to remember too, when you're six years old, when you grow in a year, you grow a whole bunch. Yeah. So, is, it, is there a standard length that generally comes on your average nice BMX bike? Probably 175s or 180s. Okay, so they come; they're relatively standard, if not long. Correct. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, and I mean, I've ridden 175s literally like in 90. No, maybe, maybe. Well, I know in 2000, 175s. I know I did. And I just, I don't know. Like, I can ride 172.5. It feels funny for the, the thing I notice is I set my seat height up from the center of the bottom bracket and I ride the bike for like to the end of the street and I go, damn, I didn't set it up for this crank length. And I move my seat up a tiny bit and then I'm used to it by the time I get three streets away. So, so for what it's worth on my road bike, for example, it came with 172.5. And most road bikes I've ridden in my size are 172.5. And I'm very happy on the road for whatever reason with that crank length. Like, it doesn't bother me. But for some reason, on the mountain bike, going down to a 170, like, it was instantly noticeable. And it was, to me, it was perceived as a very negative thing. It was not a positive. I've not ridden 180s. I'd like to try that on the mountain bike and just see what it's about. I don't know. I have no clue. I think they feel weirder than going smaller. Really? Yeah, there's something about it. Like, for whatever reason, I'm comfortable on a 175. And whether it's... A, I don't think it's a power thing necessarily. It was a perception thing. I didn't feel like stable. And I don't know if it was just that small difference. Like if I'm in that neutral position where your pedals are level. Where your feet are a tiny bit closer together. Yeah, that really more than anything else. And it, it really it really bothered me. But anyway, for what it's worth, I noticed yeah. in, always, in total my whole stance in a centimeter, which is, I mean, yeah. a decent amount of, yeah. of, of space. So I've always ridden on a... On my mountain bikes, just because that's what I it came on my first mountain bike. I had 175 on the road. I've always ridden 172.5, so I can't tell the difference between the two, honestly. Like my seat height's like a couple millimeters different, or you know, yeah. a part of a millimeter different. <laughs> but other than that, um, there's I I can't tell the difference between the two going from road to mountain. But yeah, I've got pretty much my bikes are set up that I could, other than the types of pedals that are on them. Um, yeah, worse, but if I just like blindfolded me and I sat on one of my bikes, I couldn't tell you if it was a road bike or a mountain bike or a cross bike. And they just, they're all set up exactly the same. So, but the moral of the story, I think is you should just try a different crank length. Don't let somebody else tell you what is the proper crank length. And I think you need to be kind of, you know, this is when I think you need to go with the flow a little bit if it makes sense to do so. If you're six foot plus and you're on a mountain bike, you probably don't want to run 170 cranks like that. <laughs> they're going to feel really silly. Uh, and in the, in the same token, if you're five foot even, you may not want to ride 175s on your mountain bike. It might just be. Yeah, most cranks will come in. At, like a, any decent crank should come in 170. Yeah, It's absolutely. hard to find the 172.5, but um, you should be able to find a 170 if you, you know, shorter and you wanted to try that. Didn't we do that on Renee Baker's bike, get her 170-millimeter crank? My general rule of thumb is when I'm building a, a custom bike, if it's a size small uh, in anything, I generally put 170 cranks on it, and that seems to work out very well. And if it's typically, if it's a medium or larger frame, I'll put 170 on it, unless the customer tells me something different. But I usually, in the mountain bike world, I generally just move between 170s and 185s. Yes. Um, usually when you go bigger than that, you actually run into ground clearance issues and all kinds of other things. So yeah, that's what I do. I don't know if it's right, but and for what it's worth, I I could tell a difference in a five mil five mil difference in crank length, which is a ten mil difference in overall stance difference. Like from one foot to the other. Yeah, I noticed it. I noticed it immediately. Yeah. 
Well, that makes sense. I don't think I've ever ridden a mountain bike with 170 cranks on it. Other than, like, test riding one or two bikes. Yeah. Um, do you guys want to talk about anything else you want to end the show? I was going to say we should talk about how, how to kind of, like, do a self-supported ride if it's a little longer. Not, like, overnight or anything, but self-supported stuff or, like, what you should get people for Christmas presents. But I don't think anyone buying Christmas presents for cyclists that needs help with that is, is listening to this right now. I don't think so either. You should buy pro gold stuff for your person for Christmas. <laughs> I think if you're ever in doubt, a really easy Christmas present is just buy a bunch of... Or a Swift Wick sock. Because that's easy. Because if they don't like it, they may try it and they don't eat it and that's fine. But it, it's very difficult generally for somebody who's savvy to buy them a part that they're actually going to like and use. Because they generally buy stuff that they want already. It's not always do, the case. Look, do a pair or three of Swift Wick wool. They're, it's called the Pursuit it, the brand is Swiftwick, and the model is the Pursuit. It is a merino wool sock, and it is and by the way, I'd freaking like, awesome. I'd like to point out, I get really annoyed with bad labeling. And to me, and people are going to think I'm stupid, I'm sure. But to me, when I look at the packaging for the Swiftwick socks, it doesn't make any sense to me as a consumer. I can't see the difference between them. They need to make it more... Um, oh, like, because they say, like, pursuit, aspire, um, sustain. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? And they yeah, don't, they yeah, don't it's say kinda... it on the package. I mean, I know from experience that one is merino wool and one's olefin. Yeah. But yeah. the average person, they look at it and they're like, what the hell is the difference? Yeah, And it says it in tiny, 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 in the tiniest text possible on the back of the packaging, it says, like, whatever percent merino wool versus whatever percent... So Swiftwick's listening, I'm sure, just as uh, Specialized is and all that stuff because they're trolling the world for, for bad press and such. Anyway, <laughs> if Swiftwick is listening, you need to fix your packaging. Yeah, the, the Swiftwick Pursuit, though, is the I'm not saying they have bad socks. They just you have crappy even, packaging. Like if you are a cyclist and you're trying to figure out what to get for your non-cyclist friends, those make great gifts for them also. Like my dad loves the Swiftwick 7 Pursuit. We're like, not buying your dad's Swift Wigs for Christmas. I've already bought it. Like, that's what he's got. I'm not buying them. The Swift last two years, my dad has, has received Swift Wig socks for Christmas. So, yeah. so buy, uh, buy socks because they're pretty easy, and most people will wear them. And get nutrition. Go cut off the wall. Buy something random because the person might try it and like it. You know. And if they don't like it, it's not the end of the world. It's much better than, like, trying to buy someone a derailleur or something. I don't know. Yeah, just just go to the shop and, like, when you see a suspension fork, say, I want that one, <laughs> and then put it in a box and give it to someone who rides a bike. Yeah, because you have a one in a billion chance that it's actually even going to fit on that bike because <laughs> they make four zillion different versions of suspension forks. <laughs> All right. Um, are you guys ready to end the show? Yes. I don't have any sound bites. I don't either. Okay. Say calling all the basic bitches. Calling all the basic bitches.